It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Wrestling to the Max. This is an exclusive. How you like that? And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Deezer. Japan Pro Wrestling. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Max Extra. What we have promised you from the previous show uh, yesterday. Uh, with me today, Mr. Paul Leeser. Hey yo. And our usual uh, New Japan man, Tom Reese. How you doing? Pretty good, guys. Pretty good. Well, uh, yeah, that buzzer means that uh, we uh, have gotten to the end of the uh, New Japan Best of Super Juniors 23 tournament. And we have a winner. It's Mr. Will Ospreay. Uh, I had picked him as a winner. Uh, you had picked uh, O'Reilly, Paul. Um, Tom, did you... I think you might have had the same final as me as Bushi and Osprey. Actually, um, in the beginning, I picked Bushi. Oh, you picked Bushi. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, not to say that I mean everything else in my tournament thing, my my pick them look pretty much all of our pickums was probably thrown in the garbage by the time we got to like was it like day five or six or whatever, but. Uh, before I guess we get to uh, running down this card and and all that stuff, what did you guys think of the tournament uh, in general? Uh, gosh, yes, supremely good. Uh, I don't think there was a night that I have watched because I haven't watched all of them, but uh, I've probably watched a good two-thirds of them, and I can't think of a bad show really among the, the batch. I'll tell you what, honestly, there wasn't a bad show. I The worst match in the tournament was, to me, Tiger Mask and uh, Chase Owens. 
And even that wasn't that bad. So if you figure everything was outside of that match was at least three stars every single tournament match, this was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I was seeing, was mostly everything was at least three. You might get to two and three quarters or whatever a couple times, but, you know, that means everything is good, at least. And so it's worth your time watching. Now, obviously, if you don't got all the time to watch that, you're going to go for the higher ones. But, I mean, just, I think definitely better than last year. Um, and, you know, you, you put the... I don't know where you rank the two finals, but they're pretty damn close as far as last year and this year when you're talking about the final match. But I guess we should uh, start from uh, the beginning here with another Jay White and David Finley Jr. Uh, confrontation. The ninth time in this big series they've been going at it. Finley's only won once. He did not win here. He lost again to Jay. But uh, Finley showed some fire, definitely. And, and this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, he may not have won, but when I think you look at the match and he only got beat by quick roll up um, really after he thought he put him away. So I think it works both to what Finley's been doing throughout the entire tournament, which has been endlessly oppressive and just coming up a little short. And Jay White, who is super duper overly cocky um, and it's wonderful and it gets the best of David here where he thought he had him and Jay just, you know, he wasn't down yet. This was like, um, Finley's coming out party, I guess you want to say, cause he was just, I mean, outstanding in a tournament. And I, I really thought that this would be, he would get the win here today. But, um, I guess he's still the younger of the young lions, I guess. And the other thing is, the small package, there's been a lot of them lately in New Japan when you never really saw that before. I, I did like the way they built this with uh, Finley just uppercutting Jay to death. And then as soon right. as he thinks he has him, bam. And you know, you said, it's, what, the ninth time they wrestled now? Yeah, just in this series where Jay's been beating him constantly. And you know what? Uh, yep, they're all different. Like a lot, of, like today was like super intense, you know. Like you said, with the uh, uppercuts, the forearm stuff. A couple of them been like, you know, just mat wrestling, chain wrestling. They, there's no two matches that were like. So that's why, you know, even though it's the ninth time, I still enjoy it every time because they're they're out there giving something a little different. And he didn't have the the Boston Crab finish this time, you know. So it was, that was also good. It's, uh, it's, I mean, do you think that now we're finally getting to that point, uh, once you get past Dominion, I guess, and when, when do we think that they're going to both, we don't even know where Finley's going, but it's like we felt like we'd known forever that Jay's supposed to go to ROH, and they keep kind of keep holding him there. Yeah, I don't know um, when he goes, or where, when he goes, or all that good stuff, but... I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it greatly. Um, I think he'll do great in ROH, and then I just where you send him. Uh, wow, words where you send David Finley. Um, you know, maybe you send him to back to England and let him work. Like, I mean, there's a lot of great guys he can work with over there. 
That's what I was gonna think. Rare Pro would be like perfect for him over there. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, but they want a full they want a full schedule over there, or they I think um monthlies. Yeah, I, I guess think they run other little shows or okay. whatever, but kind of like Ring of Honor does. I don't think as often as Ring of Honor, but I think they run a couple aside from the big one. Well, if you had to go over there, you could do Red Pro and then, you know, there are other places also like Progress and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. He just toured the whole the whole country. He doesn't have to stick to just Red Pro, you know? Yeah, true. Uh, well, uh, we move on to probably the worst match on this show. Uh, starring... Uh, at least two guys, you know, that are, you know, where they're at. <laughs> two other <laughs> ones that aren't faring too much better. Uh, Bullet Club's version of Yujiro and Chase Owens taking on the Bullet Club Hunters of uh, Yoshitatsu and Captain New Japan. Uh, man, doesn't say much for Yoshitatsu. You're already down there with the Captain New Japans of the world. Uh, I don't know, uh. Other than Yujiro actually winning, getting the pinfall in a match, uh, I don't know. It's whatever. Only because somebody had to win. It <laughs> <laughs> feels like forever since we've seen the Miami shine. Yeah, the match was short. It wasn't that bad. I am still the worst match on the show, but it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Mm. Yeah, probably because it was short. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I think it was you could consider it bad. It's just because you got no, you have no interest in really any of these guys. Um, Chase is here for his cup of coffee. Takahashi's going nowhere. New Japan and you know where he's at. And Yoshitatsu uh, is stuck on a bullet hunter thing and uh, they don't really have a lot of focus on the bullet club right now. So it sort of makes him feel like a background player. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, bullet clubs felt like a background the entire thing uh, since you know, Los Angobernavos uh, became what they are now. And it's just, if it wasn't for that ROH angle, you'd really feel like they're in that state where you start, you're kind of just running, you're treading water at that point with them. But, I mean, we'll see when we get, you know, Adam Cole here, and who, I, I guess he announced that he is going to be heavyweight in New Japan. So, we could see some... Uh, Pretty great matchups with uh, Adam. Yeah, Goldberg. but I, I still think Bullet Club now is a distant third. You know, behind Chaos and uh, Lij. Oh, for sure. I think it's just you know in America it's kind of always been almost bigger. Than no, I was just gonna it, say it's, it's actually bigger here now than than it is there. So it's just it kind of makes sense why. I guess Ring of Honor is sort of taking the banner and saying, okay, let's see what we can do with it. But, uh, you know, with some of their main players on the shelf, too, in the books, you know, this is going to be interesting. Uh, of course, ROH is behind on the, you know, they don't, their TV is always a step behind. So, you know, maybe they're uh, okay by the time they got a tape again. But uh, moving on from that, we got uh, Mr. Katsuri Shibata and Juice Robinson taking on Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi. This was good. Uh, I laughed at Juice trying to do elbows with Nakanishi. Uh, 
And then, you know, Nagana and Shibata doing their thing, of course. You know, you got to give it to the tree here. He did a crossbody off the top rope. <laughs> Didn't think he had it in him. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta always uh, give it a... I mean, it just... <laughs> he'll do that sometimes, you know? He'll do that uh, just over-the-rope plancha, too, to, to scare everybody. Especially if you're the guy that's got to catch him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, pumped for this uh, Nagata Shibata rematch here? More so than the first one. The tag matches on this tour, you know, on a live show that they had, actually been a highlight. You know, the tag matches these two have been in because they, I think they've done a better job this time around building than they did the first time. And the first time they did great. And this time it's like even more, I don't know, maybe because there's more intensity with Shibata now chasing instead of defending. Mm-hmm. Right, they've uh, they've done a really nice job of think of turning the feud on on its head a little bit by giving the title to Nagata, um, because Shibata was more about trying to prove himself, and now he's got a fire to prove himself as opposed to just being the champion guy. So, um, I think this works really well. I think they're going to put on one heck of a match too, even better than their first one. Oh, they yeah, well, they may very well have the best match on the show. Yeah. That's saying a lot with all the matches that they've got lined up for that show already. So, I mean... I mean, that's the fun part with the never open way title matches. People never expect them to be as good as they are, and then they come in and just blow you out of the water. So, uh, don't sail the boat on them yet, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, the interesting thing will be who they have come out of there with it. You know, because you got to think that Obviously, I mean, I know the focus is on the G1 now after this, so the titles kind of become sort of nothing for the next period. But you have to imagine at some point you would move, you know, unless you want to want to tell the story for a while with Nagata, like you move Shibata up to face an Omega or something. Maybe Elgin. You could, uh, whatever the result is, whether Nagata or Shibata wins, you can put them in the same block in G1, and then the other guy goes over, so you're still kind of tit for tat, and you get a little mileage out of it in September and October, maybe. That's possible. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if Shibata wins again, he could have a big thing with Elgin, or have, uh, I mean, I would assume that they had a plan for Omega even with Tanahashi being there or not, but who knows, you know, uh, with that. But we'll get to that in a little bit here. After this, they had uh, Hiroshi Tenzan, who he's had to switch roles because uh, Tanahashi's injuries forced Kojima to take Tanahashi's spot. Uh, and Red Dragon taking on Tomohiro Ishii and Rapongi Vice. Uh, this was good. Um, you know, you had the comedy stuff, and, uh, Fish is doing his, uh, normal, uh, being really good here, and just, um, didn't think this was, like, overly special, but still good stuff here. Yeah, but that spot where 
Tenzon was over next to Romero, and Romero started doing the uh, Tenzon chops to no avail, <laughs> and you knew you knew it was coming. And as soon as Tenzon nailed Romero with a Tenzon chop, Romero just like looked like a shot out of a cannon, and we all. Oh, and the Beretta comes up right behind to do the headbutt, and then yeah. obvi- that does nothing, obviously. So Tenzin <laughs> murders him with one. It's amazing. Uh, that's uh, one of the great things Tenzin can still do. You do his chops, you have uh, made a grand mistake. <laughs> he will get you uh, for it. So, <clears throat> you know. Uh after uh this things i think things got really fun after this last match like the last ha- uh half of the show after the intermission was just on fire after this uh and it starts with this ridiculously fun uh basically trios match going on here with uh, Kushida Ricochet and Seidel uh taking on Liger Tiger and Volador and you know it's great when you have Liger and Tiger doing planches to the outside like when they're getting into it you know this one's gonna be fun and just man everything you want in one of these things Mm. yeah um just incredible stuff here fast paced and fun right to the end ricochet and valador putting on another show uh uh, this was all kinds of fun and it's matches like this that really Really make trios wrestling so much fun. Just over the top, crazy dives, great stuff like this. Good match here. It's what's great about New Japan. It's like you know the previous six man. You had Romaro and Beretta doing the uh, comedy stuff like that, and you know making Tenzon seem interesting. And then you get to this match, and especially a. I don't know, the last five minutes or so where they just pulled out everything. Kushida did the uh the flip off the top turn buckle on everybody and, and did Ricochet go over the top also over the railing uh over the guardrail like he usually does? To flip over the turnbuckle. I don't think so, because the guardrails were a little farther back. Yeah, okay, maybe it was the other. Maybe it was the other day. One of these days, he he did it where he looked like he overshot everybody, and mm-hmm. it looked kind of dangerous. But I don't remember if it was today or two days ago. Or no, he just did the stuff in the ring of Volador in this one, and then he did the you know six thirty to win. Uh, which is still amazing that he does that, and then he gets he gets right on his feet doing it. Mm. I mean, just. That's insane. And Volador doing the, like, flip off the top rope after he gets pushed over uh, by Ricochet was was pretty cool, too. Uh, just it, This was just, like, a total... doesn't last very long, but you totally got everything you wanted in here. In the time mm-hmm. that they uh, it was all action from the get-go. And like I said, the last few minutes were just insane, I thought. Just everybody pulling out their stuff. And yeah. I really, I really hope they bring Volador back. I would be completely okay with him getting a one-year deal like Dorada did that uh, that last this last year. But I don't know if that's going to happen just because Volador is so much further up in the pecking order on CMLL shows. Oh, he's a main eventer. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they can go without him for that long, but this uh, it would be fun to see him more more often than just you know the, during this whole tournament. But hey, if this is the only time we see him, he he definitely uh, gave you a ter- uh, terrific tournament, and then you know capped it off with this match. Uh, speaking of insane, was how much Kenny Omega just crashed and burned in this match with uh, Satoshi Kojima and Elgin and him and Fale. Uh, and this was what it was meant to be. was basically, oh, you're going to tell me that I haven't done anything to deserve this title shot? Well, here you go. I'm going to demolish you and not look back at all. Uh, the latter spots were really well done. I thought the crowd bit for him really well. Um, good God, the way the ladder folded when he hits that powerbomb is insane. Uh, and, uh, just all the, all the, the fun stuff with the, uh, the trash can lid and Kojima and then he hits Fale, you know, just, uh, plus you got Darth Maul in there too, you know, can't go wrong <laughs> with. Uh, it slayed me. Uh, turning, uh, two mops into a double blade lightsaber. Hats off to you, Kenny Omega, but. The crowd ate up the ladder spots. I think that's a good sign. So if you had any doubts that the live crowd was going to be not so into a ladder match, I think they just proved you wrong. And I'm also okay with uh, Elgin and uh, Kojima maybe being a tag team in the future if that ever happens. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, totally like, yeah. agree on that. I just love when Omega would just... He didn't drop the trash can lid when Kojima would chop it. I'm like, he's going to hold that lid up and Kojima going to chop the lid. That was pretty funny. Um, It's definitely a ladder match at Dominion then? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I didn't get... Okay, that's it's, going to be interesting. I think that was the point. That he was trying to prove that, okay, well, you're... You know, you're beating me with the the ladder, and this is my match, and now I have to prove to you that I'm the better man or whatever. You know, just uh, now both of them have. I, I like the the promo by by uh, Omega did a lot to not only make Elgin look strong. Obviously, the live crowd's not understanding what he's saying, but just and also giving you a motivation for him too. So I, I like the all that, and this was sort of more of an angle for that, but it was well done in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this, you have the uh, semi-main event, which is, uh, apparently, I haven't watched all of these, but apparently every time these guys go out there and have one of these multi-man tags, it has been fantastic, and this one is uh, right along with it here, with a uh, Okada, Goto, Yoshihashi, and Ghetto taking on Los Angobernavas de Japón. Uh, the cool thing here is that almost everybody has some kind of feud going on with each other. So there, every time there's a combination put in, you care about what's happening. You legit want to, like, you're rooting for one or the other because they really want to kill each other. And it's it works so well with, with uh, the way that they've done this entire feud with all these guys, um, the teases with Ghetto and and Bushi and Yoshihashi and Sonata and Okada and Naito and, and, and Goto and uh, Evil, just all well done here. Great multi-man tag, I thought, and terrific way to get you into that main event before you get there. 
the this was incredible. Um, Chaos and Los Ingobernables have just they've been killing it in these matches. They've been having a killer feud. I think um, something about these two factions just seems to elevate it. Like the crowd cared about Yoshihashi, the crowd cared about Goto, the crowd cared about Ghetto. Those are the guys that really haven't gotten a ton of spotlight in in New Japan for the last you know little while. Or I shouldn't say that about Goto. It's just people are finally starting to care about the spotlight that he's in and. You know, Ghetto's only around for this time of year, and Yoshihashi is is Yoshihashi, but people are starting to get behind him, which is really incredible. And then you have your your rising stars over on the other side with Naito, Sonata, Evil, and Bushi, really staking claims to to their to spots here on the on the roster. And the these guys just go out there and earn it every single time. And uh, I just sign me up for these matches forever. You know. Definitely a uh, feud of the year, hand down. Mm-hmm. They've really been, you know, outside the junior matches, this, these matches on this tour have all been, like you said, excellent to great. And um, I was thinking, I was, I was watching today, I think Chaos might have only won once or twice, and I could be wrong on that, but. And Bushi got the win today, but I think Sonata has gotten the majority of the win, so it seems like they're really building him up now, you know, using the tour to establish him. Mm-hmm. Well, not, you know, because Naito and uh, Okada will be doing their thing at Dominion, so the, they just use this time to build up uh, Sonata, and I think it's been really well done. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is, like, I mean, when you had the Yoshihashi and Sonata face-off, like, the crowd got really into it, and uh, they have become, like, masters of countering each other. It's, like, who would have thought you're going to be interested in a Yoshihashi feud? I know. Like, in 2016, before this year started, look at where he started at Wrestle Kingdom, and look at where he's at now. He's had a terrific freaking year. And, uh, you know, Sonata's... Ben Mosey, you know, he he was kind of, you go, oh, he's going to be this just another guy in, in Los Angeles, and then he comes out there, has that match with Okada, and he stands out. So uh, all these guys, uh, just Los Angeles right now, like, I mean, I think all of them have, have shown that they can do it in the singles, they can do it in the tags, they can do it in these multi-mans, just, man. Uh, you name me a better stable right now. I don't know that there is one. And they get great reactions every time their music hits for the ring entrances. And, uh, yeah, you're right. There, there's not a better stable right now. I mean, in Naito, I mean, at first when he had that gimmick, you know, it was sort of almost annoying. And now it's almost like this big deal, like when he, he comes out and you're excited to see him and and the crowds pumped for it and everything and even when you had the uh okada naito face-off at the end there it started with okada chance but then you kind of got the dual chance again for the two so man that's yeah. gonna be fun yeah i mean you you can't argue the fact that los ingonobles might be the hottest thing in wrestling right now except for the guy you have win the main event i i don't think they're 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There are two hotter properties in wrestling right now, and they're both in New Japan, which is, I think, just speaks to where that uh, those guys are at right now. Yeah, I mean, we should go ahead and get to that main event because, uh, as I mentioned, I mean, last year's final was fantastic. Uh and it's one of those that, you know, it was a match of the year candidate and everything else. And uh, they had done such a wonderful job in this entire tournament of before this thing started, even though we should have known better, we know what Taguchi does when he gets to this tournament. It's like his time to shine most of the time. But they've really they went all the way with him this time and they really made you feel for him. Uh, and, and got you behind him, and he got a lot of people. I mean, at least, you know, we're only seeing the West side of it, but I don't think I ever saw so many people be like, man, I'm rooting for Taguchi today. I wanted to win. Uh, even though, you know, we know how great of a athlete and great of a wrestler that Osprey is, and uh, you kind of want him to win too, but it's it was a great setup for this match. Osprey had the, the big uh, thing of wanting to be the first, British-born Super Junior winner and everything else, and he's been all about that. And just uh, two guys that basically just wanted to win, and you got that throughout this entire match. Uh, the work on the leg was awesome, and uh, you know I, I don't know. I mean, just freaking excellent match here between these two. This yeah, guy, yeah, he's. First time we saw Taguchi in a tournament, he came out with an inflatable big bird on his head. <laughs> and then he went out and had that great match with Saito. And every, he's one of the stars of this tournament, hands down. Uh, he was just incredible. And But even still, it's like, when it all came down, he said, Taguchi's in the finals. You still say to yourself, he's in the finals. But that match today, and, and that crowd—I mean, you almost had the whole country behind Taguchi. Uh, that crowd—that yeah. crowd was awesome today for the whole show, especially the main event. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, there—you know—just I. There are no words really. These guys went out there and absolutely killed it. Um, Osprey does an old throwback to to the great Sasuke with the the round off dive to the outside, which is absolutely incredible. Um, Taguchi playing the the grizzled um, the grizzled veteran in this, uh, and I don't think he's even that old. But when you compare him to Osprey, who's only twenty three, he's probably miles older. Um, and just they just killed it. They straight up killed it. The crowd was into this. Um, Osprey absolutely slays him with that springboard cutter. Um, because it looks like Taguchi just straight up went for it and died uh, to make sure Osprey looked awesome at the end. So, uh, you just hats off to both guys. This is an absolutely incredible match. Yeah, and the 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 near falls were insane. 
and his thing like that. That I thought he had him with that imploding 450, and then he kicks out, and Taguchi just the so many different times with that ankle lock that he had Osprey, and he'd worked in the legs so well that like you could believe it, but then he stood up way too one too many times and it got him. You know, it's just ah uh, so good. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, before the tournament started, you know, the the knock on Osprey by the keyboard warriors, so to speak, was, oh, he can't sell. He doesn't sell. Like, what's that match today? He sold the ankle the whole match. Mm-hmm. And even, like, when he got on the top rope, you know, he was, like, wobbling a little bit, making sure he had, had his feet under him. I mean, never forgot. You know, they got to sell the ankle, got to sell the ankle, and they worked the whole match. Kind of like his match with Kushida, where he sold the arm the whole match, you know. He, sitting there with a veteran and knows what he's doing. It, this match was just some kind of great. Yeah, and then at the end, you have, uh, he basically challenges Kushida, or, well, tells Kushida, hey, we're not done here yet. Uh, one more time. Uh, never explicitly says Dominion, but. We know what they mean here. Uh, Kushida accepts the challenge. And uh, it's set. Uh, as far as... You know what your... Your big junior title match is. But you have an inclination of where they go. Do you think they have Kushida lose here? Or do they tell... Them? I mean, he's signed for two years. You can tell a huge, huge story here. If you have Kushida win again and have him win later. Or Osprey wins now. And yeah. you have the Taylor made rematch with Kushida. And you still have the Chaos LIJ feud where he can feud with Bushi. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. There's two ways. Either go about this. Um, Kushida retains here, you do him one more time at the Dome, uh, and Osprey goes over there, or you do it here and let Kushida get it back again at the Dome like he did this last year. I think you win either way in either situation, but I think they did a lot of setup for Kushida title defenses throughout this tournament, so I don't know so much if you take the belt off Kushida, just because him and Bushi, I think, is a great feud that you can have right now, and you can do whatever with Osprey in the meantime, you know? Yeah, uh, that's very true. The only thing I will say is that, uh, I know I brought this up a couple of times, but, you know, Kushida was vocal about he wants to be in the G1. And at that point, do you take the belt off of Kushida, let him focus on being in the G1, you give it to Osprey, and then after Kushida does that, then he comes back for his title or... Whatever, you know. I uh, I would hold off a year if it was me. Yeah, I mean, he's too hot right now as a junior mm-hmm. ace. Well, that's what he wanted. He wanted to do it as representing the juniors. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing right. saying he can't represent the G1 as the IWGP uh, champion. Uh, what's his? Didn't uh, Devitt do it that way? Devitt's done it. I think Coda's done it that way too. Yeah, I might be when- mistaken. Yeah, but when they did it, you know, the junior division wasn't really, you know. Yeah, it wasn't hot. Like it is now, so. 
Yeah, but I mean, they're only just on the upswing, I think. And they're only starting to sort out the singles division. I mean, you had like Kyle O'Reilly saying he wasn't going to participate in Best of the Super Juniors next year because he wants to move up to heavyweight. Uh, and then you have the the junior tag match for Dominion also made on this show. Yeah, so I have to mention that. I don't again. Yeah, three way again. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you move Kushida up just because there's there's no stability in the division right now except for Kushida. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you move him because he participated in that. It may just be this: you do it was a one-off. You show that he can, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, maybe a bigger moment, kind of like with Omega, where you have him go back into the junior division, and then you maybe at next year's Wrestle Kingdom, that's when you have him move. Uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of stuff they can do with that. I mean, obviously, we'll find out in about a couple weeks, you know, who the participants are. Uh, that's usually when they tell us uh, who who the final 20 or 19 or 21 or however many they're going to have this year uh, are going to be. Uh, you know, we we'd imagine, you know, Tanahashi is kind of on that brink and... I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it's based off of last year. Tenton looked like he couldn't move by the time he got done with that. I'd imagine that they're not going to have him do it again. Uh, you know, and there's there's a couple guys that are missing or uh, just from... Well, I mean, the guys that were missing from last... That were there last year that aren't going to be there this year, you know. So, uh, it we'll, we'll have to see what they decide to do with pushing the spot. But, I mean... Do you guys think this is a one-off with the three ways, or do you think we are back in that circle again uh, for the junior tags? Uh, they have no teams. These are your three teams in that division. So unless they start making teams or signing some more guys or something, there's nothing more you can do with the division right now than what they've already done. Uh, yeah, there's nothing um, much, yeah, you can't do anything else with the tag belts that they've already done. I mean, what I would do is move Red Drag into the heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And then you still have to make another team, but I, I think you just get rid of the tag belts, the junior tag belts, that is. I think that makes a lot of sense, personally. There's not a lot of teams around anymore. A lot of the guys you could have made teams with were Young Lions, and they're all going out on excursions right now. There's nothing more you can do with them than what you got now. So maybe you put them on hiatus or something. Because well, We don't even know how long Ricochet is going to be sticking around, you know? So, I mean, yeah. there's... And then if you really want to have junior matches, or maybe you could have moved a never six-man kind of in that direction, have like two juniors and a heavy. Mm-hmm. Well, one team, and you know, to give them something to do. I also didn't like the. Uh, I, I get it; they're all three are Gaijin teams, and it sort of works. But I did not like the. Uh, we're going to use the rematch clause thing. I thought a New Japan was a little bit above that, but. Well, I know a whole bunch of them had wins over each other across the Super Junior tournament as well. I know, I just, I was like, oh man, come on, don't tell me we're going to, oh, yes we are. We're going to bring out the contract and say we got a rematch. Oh, come on now. But, uh, 
Hey, hey, at least the card is pretty much, other than like some of your little, your undercard stuff here and there, everything, all the big matches are set. Uh, what are you most looking forward to for the Dominion show? Is is yes a viable answer? Everything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right now, for me, it's Kushida and Osprey, and Nagata and Shibata. I I really dug Okada and Naito um, at Invasion Attack. I'm looking forward to seeing them take the next step there. Omega and Elgin in the ladder match is not going to be disappointing at all. I think that's going to really be a home run for them. Uh, we said earlier, Nagata and Shibata could be that sneaky match of the show um, that nobody sees coming. And then we Kushida Osprey was incredible at Invasion Attack. I'm sure... They're only going to top themselves. And then the, the three-way junior tag match, I mean, yeah, it's the same stuff we've seen a lot, but it's still good. You know, I mean, just because it tastes bad or, you know, it tastes the same doesn't mean that it tastes bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, on the same day that we're going to get money in the bank, we're going to also get that singles ladder match. There's, you know, Mega and Elgin, so we'll get plenty of ladders involved between the two shows going on uh tom how do you feel about uh, naito breaking the the iwgp title because he throws it around too much i was really wondering i'm still trying to figure out like what are they going to do at dominion they keep the belt on naito because he he the hot hand right now mm. and okada was supposed to be the ace this year it was supposed to be his time but you know when guys left and all, that kind of changed everything. But as much as I like Okada, I don't want to see Naito win that match. I just I feel like we're destined to see them again with Okada winning the G1. Yeah. I, I hate I, it when you kind of already know what they're going to do with the G1, but... I mean, I guess they could spring that big surprise and make everybody think it's going to be Okada, and it's not. But mm. yeah, I mean, I don't see a reason to move the belt off Naito. Um, he's he's super hot right now. The whole faction is super hot right now. Um, Okada is great chasing the title too. Uh, he's just as great a champion as he is chasing. And there's so many other top guys in chaos that you can have challenge Naito throughout the year to keep those matches fresh. Uh, so I don't think you lose anything by having Naito um, retain the championship going into and G1. Yeah, and the other thing is, he, he retains, and then you're going to have Okada win a G1, even though it's predictable. You know, being predictable isn't bad. We saw that well, last we year. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, no, I, last year, though, they... They really uh, had us, you know, thinking that whole time with Nakamura, and then they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but at the same time, we also kind of had in the back of our head that they're gonna go and complete the story with uh, Tanahashi and Okada at the dome. Right. Uh, so you could you could have Naito win, and then have Okada win, and that's your. Gato will finally get that match at the main event at Tokyo Dome. So, you know, come hell or high water, he's going to make it happen sooner or later. Well, it kind of deserves it now with all the oh, yeah. reaction yeah. Naito's getting. So, uh, I mean, the good thing with Naito, too, is that he 
you know, he always talks a big game after the shows, and uh, whoever they have beat him in the G1, it's going to mean a lot because he'll do so much for whoever it is that beats him. So I don't necessarily have a problem. I think it's so much better than having, oh, Okada's a champion again, and we're going to go through the same kind of thing he did last year. I think it gives the G1 a much different flavor if you have Naito going in as your champion than the other way around, you know. Yeah, and think about this. Last year in the G1, you had Kota Ibushi, Nakamura, Styles, even, you know, the second-tier guys like Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. And, boy, it's just... Yeah, you know, no Gallows a, either. Yeah, there's a lot of spots to fill here. Yeah, Yano's over in Noah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, who's gonna be who's gonna be the comedy uh, spot for the you know G one? I guess we'll get all serious matches this year. Uh, of course, I guess they could bring Yano. They could have Kes win the rematch or whatever. Is that uh, and then Yano comes back or whatnot? But who knows? Uh, Marafuji doesn't look like he's totally enjoying that tag title <laughs> with Yano, but it is what it is, I guess. Uh, so, I guess we don't have to put a number on it. Um, who do you feel are your like, big top performers that stood out to you when you think back of this whole thing? You go, okay, these are some of the guys that I'm going to remember Oh, um, I said it last show. I'm saying again this show. I really think this tournament was David Finley's coming out party. Um, he really only had one okay match. The rest were all good to great. Um, just just an absolutely incredible run for him. Uh, and I, I can't be happier for him. This dude really came out there and proved that he's got what it takes. Um, and, you know, I mean, obviously, you, your champion, Kushida, was was wonderful throughout the old tournament. The winner, Will Ospreay, had two match of the year candidates throughout this dang thing. Uh, Taguchi, super surprising. Kyle O'Reilly, I think, was equally as impressive. Um, him and Kushida had a match that absolutely tore the house down. And he had other good matches with a lot of other people, too. So, tip of the caps to all those guys. What do you think, Tom? I tipped a cap to all 14 guys. I mean, before I pick my standout performer, but um, even guys like Tiger Mask and Chase Owens had really good matches. And then, you know, you go to like Bobby Fish, had good match with Volador and stuff like that. But I agree with the Finley. If I had to pick a top five, I was going to put Finley as my number five guy because he just had a coming out party. And one other guy I put there right with him is Gato. Hmm. Gato was just so entertaining this entire tournament. I mean, he almost took over the comedy spot for Taguchi in the tournament, and Taguchi had to be kind of serious, I guess. But um, like that match that he had with Romero at Corican wasn't a match of the year, but that match was awesome. Or he laid down and then tried to fool Romero with the package. <laughs> and Beretta was the constant foil and, you know, getting beat on every which way. And, you know, just 
that's what made the tournament entertaining. You, know, you had your serious stuff, you had your high flying stuff, and then you had, you know, Gato to throw in the comedy and stuff like that. So yeah, Finley and Gato were like two unsung heroes, I guess you could say for me. Yeah, uh I still go back uh to, I mean Oscar was fantastic here. Uh you know, that match with Ricochet is gonna be talked about, I think, still for this entire year. The oh, conversations it's, it's, it's gonna be famous even year from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be talked about again uh, when we get to those matches, of the, when everybody starts talking about matches of the years and uh, and the whole, oh my God, killing wrestling thing and, uh, you know, all that stuff. Um, just, it's it was, that whole controversy in itself brought so much to this tournament. Uh, the thing was even featured on ESPN. I mean, just, and, you know, I think Osprey really got to, cement himself in this tournament. I mean, Liger gave him respect. He he did the whole, like, loosening his boots so he could uh, not have so much pressure on his ankle and, and all that stuff. It just, uh, and I, again, I, I want to make a point that we, I think until this tournament started, you know, we bang on Taguchi for doing the comedy and doing all that stuff, and he did it here, but he mixed it in and made it serious, made it a point, you know, did the Beaumayer and doing the Nakamura stuff and whatever, but he's, he was so good here, maybe we don't see him be that caliber again for the rest of the year, but he gets to prove that, hey, I can still do this, and when I want to, I'm going to go out there and have a kick-ass singles match, you know, mm-hmm. so. Well, you know what else it also is with Taguchi, it's like, these were serious matches. It was a tournament. It would force something. Whereas most of the time, he's in those opening six and eight man tags where, you know, I guess the job is just entertaining. Yeah, that's true. Also, I mean, I'm I'm never gonna forget Taguchi having his own uh, peacock costume. You know, just I swear, like some of the things that we're gonna remember sometimes of these years is like the. Dumb thing that Taguchi wore for that match. I mean, just you know, you can say what you want, but it it makes you think about it. It makes you laugh, you know. Uh, so it's much better than the bland Eddie Guerrero ripoff uh, that he was previously. So you know, uh, there's still people that don't like. For I've actually now that Nakamura's in NXT, people like to. Uh, bag on him a little bit more um you know some of the puro people and now i feel like i've I've been hearing all these guys come out of the woodwork that go oh i like nakamura more when he was the mma nakamura and you know so it's kind of the same thing with uh taguchi he really changed when he had the the character and i guess people forget how different it was when he you know he wasn't that so uh, we, yeah. A lot of people weren't even. No, I won't say it. a lot of people that are fans now of New Japan probably weren't watching four, five, six, seven years ago. Right. They don't realize, you know, that Taguchi was bland, or even further back, Nakamura was just a. He was plain as vanilla. But he adopted yeah. a character. He came up with something. The same thing Taguchi did. He found a way to make himself relevant. You know. As part of the show. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, that's going to do it for uh, this show. Um, just going to uh, say thank you to Tom again for joining us. No problem. My pleasure. And, uh, you know, he's awesome as always. And hopefully we'll have you back for the money in the bank and Dominion double shot again. How did that wind up on the same day? I don't trying know. trying to it's, kill us, Tom. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's also Father's Day. So I don't know what Gary and I and you, Tom, and everybody else going to be doing. <laughs> but, so, uh, it, just uh, go, uh, go subscribe. If you enjoyed this show, I should note that I know there's going to be possibly in places that we don't ever get to put the other shows because they include uh, non-Japanese wrestling things. Uh, We do have shows now on Tuesday mornings and Friday mornings, basically talking about everything that we possibly can in what's going on in wrestling. You know, uh, Monday we had a huge show talking about Brock and UFC and and uh, Muhammad Ali and Kimbo passings and just previewing that NXT and Raw and everything. And then, you know, on the Thursdays, we go and talk about the other shows, the TNAs and Lucha Undergrounds and uh, the NXT Weekly Show. And uh, just we try to cover everything we can. That's the hence the name of uh, the show itself. So, you know, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. You can also subscribe to the WCM Network, which... Gets you not just this podcast, but other podcasts that we do uh, that, you know, our partners in crime over there when we have big pay-per-view shows, they do one as well called Wrestling Unwrapped. Just uh, other other stuff that has nothing to do with wrestling. Uh, also, if you're a football fan, a video games person, whatever, uh, just sports in general, it's all there and it continues to grow. So, you know, get on now and just whenever a show comes on, it shows up there in your feed and then you can decide whether you're you want to listen to it or not. But, uh, yeah, we will see you in a couple days to uh, be reviewing that NXT TakeOver The End, which uh, we'll also have to talk about the very interesting conference call that Triple H had today, giving a lot of little secrets for things that might be coming down the line. Uh, so we'll get to talk about that and, of course, everything else that's been going on in wrestling. So for Paul, for Tom, and for myself, uh, if you're not living life to the max, not living life at all. You know it. Peace. Later. See you later. Uh, where is my other? <laughs> Thank you.